You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as is always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. Happy belated Father's Day to and all the Father's fathers Day, out there yes. from yesterday. So, Yes, hopefully you had a, a, a safe, socially distanced barbecue fun or whatever it is that we're doing these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know some places you can go out to eat at your own risk if you want. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't something uh, on the top of my to-do list. I don't Yeah, uh, I don't blame you. You know. And, and I'll be honest with you, I think in years past and I'm thinking mm-hmm. I don't think that's been at the top of my list of things to do ever because I just I I don't want to be around people on Father's Day. I want my day. Right. I want to sit around and just relax. Mm-hmm. And just just Couple do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah a couple of I years. feel like Father's Day always was more of a, hey, let us grill and sit around and do our own thing kind of day. Yeah. And then Mother's Day is always like, hey, let's take her out somewhere super nice so she doesn't have to cook, clean, do anything like that. Although in this day and age, that role really doesn't matter anymore. Who's doing mm-hmm. the, the cooking, the cleaning? Hopefully in your household, you don't view it that way either. Oh, no, no, <laughs> to, no. To, to, to people at home, you know, yeah. everyone who's got two hands and able can do any chore. Um, but yeah, it always seems to be more of the, uh, by design. Yeah. And, and there are some people who are, um, they, they like that design for whatever reason. I've never quite understood it. I feel like if you're a couple, it should be right down the middle, Mm -hmm. you know, but some, there are some people out there who, who like that. I've got to cook and clean and do all that. And I, more power to hey, you, I suppose. I uh, guess this year more than most people are like, dang it, I don't want to cook and clean. This will be the first year I would allow the excuse because everyone's been kind of forced to do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not going out as much or anything like that. Like, I understand the struggle. I didn't realize friggin' dishes never stop. No, they never Never. Do. Like, never, I ever. could do the, all of them cook once and there's only two of us so i'm really baffled a lot of the times at how full the sink gets in a day i'm like really we use like the same glass i don't understand what's happening here yeah it's it's bizarre i I will i will say that i looked at uh my kitchen yesterday and i I just kind of cocked my head going i know i cleaned this yesterday (laughs) i don't (laughs) know what completely So I don't know what happens. Yeah, we've 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 just kind of been gotten to the point now where I'm like, all right, I'll do all the dishes, cook, and then I know it's probably the opposite. I should just do them once we're done. But then we're like, nah, nah. who's coming over? Who's gonna see it? You know, you start <laughs> doing that excuse. You're like, it's been four months. I don't know that I care anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll get washed when I need it next. That's true. That's that's usually when it all comes together. You're just like, where's that thing? Oh, there it I is. I literally have nothing to work with here. All right. It's time to do it. Yep. 
I think if I had a dishwasher, yeah, probably life would. I, I remember life with it, and now mm-hmm. I know life without it. And definitely right now in this timeline we're living in, I'd love to have a dishwasher. It'd be nice. Oh, yeah. I know oh, yeah. we have two of them. Ha, ha, hew, 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 you know, whatever that joke <laughs> is. But <laughs> I'd like a machine to do it for me. And there are times, you know, I mean, I've got a dishwasher, recently got a new one, and there are times I kind of prefer having a hand-washed dish because I feel like I know how to get it really clean because I like to scrub Uh, it, you know what I mean? So there's nothing wrong with it one way or the other. I feel like you're doing yourself a a better service getting it cleaner than possibly a machine could do. I don't know. I like how hot it gets and then I don't have to dry it. You can just take it straight out of the dish. Like, if you let it sit for, like, 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. after the dishwasher's done, straight into the cupboard. It's all good. I don't care about water spots. <laughs> nah. Let's do it. It's fine. <laughs> the queen missed my invite this year, so <laughs> I'm going to keep my water spots. So, uh, since you haven't been washing dishes, what have you been playing? <laughs> or you mean a lot of dishes? Well, so this week I dove a little bit more into that itch, itch.io bundle, itch.io bundle that mm-hmm. uh, that they did. Uh, I think it ended last week with over $8 million in donations, nice. which is fantastic for a $5 bundle that had that many games. That's insane. I'm sure a lot of people donated more. I know I did because mm-hmm. when I saw the, the amount of games, my conscience wasn't going to allow me to just do $5, you know, but obviously that's all that was asked if you were wanting to get the bundle. Um, and so Arcade Spirits was on there, which is one actually um, another streamer friend of mine had recommended long before I had even gotten this bundle. So it was just kind of a happy coincidence when I was looking through it to find it there. Um, and it's really good. I haven't gotten too terribly far. It's a visual novel. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't really want to talk about it too much because it looks like there's so many different branches already that it could go just from you being able to set up your character, what your interests are, um, how you want your character to identify. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a, a broad range that you could even get it started with that to me, the way it's starting to go can really change different stuff down the line. So um, I want to dive deeper into that because I've only did a couple of hours of it mm-hmm. pretty much to the point where you started to really get it set up because it took me a minute to decide how I wanted this to look or that to look or, you know. Um, and uh, so that one I think is going to be good because there's like over a thousand games in there. So it's it's it takes a while to go through. My, my only thing I would suggest to Itch.io at this time is just some sort of organizational process to it because as fantastic as it is, it's not even an alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, you're having to kind of painfully slog through like 60 pages just to see what's on there when I could just sort it. There are search features now at least working. So if you know what game you're after, you can type it in there and get it. Otherwise, you just have to go through like 1,100 games and just see what's going on in there. No idea what page it's going to land on or anything like that. So that would be my only suggestion. It's just maybe a little alphabetical at least and we can go from there so if i want to refine the game I, I i know where it lands in the in the great world of the itch.io app but um so i did a couple of those some random steam games because you know we had a lot of demos coming out from all the announcements that we talked about the week before mm-hmm. um or last week and uh animal crossing finally just trying to get my island in order from all of the just random plopping down that i did with no mind to how it was all gonna flow later on once people started moving in or animals moved in or whatever we're calling the people things the 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 the, the, the different animals that are there (laughs) i'm like the only human in this whole you know (laughs) whatever this world is you know it's just this one human amongst all these animals that like talk and one robot chicken Oh, okay. 
I do have one. That's the only reason why I know he's there. He came with the island because mm-hmm. I, I, I guess everyone has a different starter animal or whoever like that just when you first start getting people moving in. And so Sprocket was mine. Mm. And so it's a robot uh, bird. I've okay. just been calling him Robot Chicken. But I had people come over. I finally had once decent turnip prices. Oh. It was a couple days ago that it was 437. Oh, wow. So I let a couple of people in my friend's group know and they came by and stuff. And that's when I realized that not everyone got sprocket because they were like, oh my God, I've never seen this one before. And I'm like, I just assumed he was everyone's starter animal. I don't know. But he is a jovial fella. He sings a lot with Sahara and it's adorable and I don't mind it. <laughs> when they're nice and happy. I'm still trying to chase out Diva. She's too happy, I guess. She's just mean. I don't like her. Oh, okay. Other I'm people really... say I'm being crazy, but she's kind of snotty. Yeah, I don't And just like because her. I hit her with a net, she gets all pissy and starts fights with everyone else. Like, that's on me, man. You should be mad at me. Why are you starting fights with Sarah? She was just over there eating ice cream. It's fine. <laughs> 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 just say it. It's so rude. She gets all red in the face and smoke bubbles above her head. And, you know, and then Sahara's now all mad. And I'm like, now look at this. I beat one animal in the head with a net. And look at how that's a good, maybe that's a good, uh, what, moral of the story? Yeah. When nope. you go out into the world and you're a jerk to someone, you could set their day off so bad that it's this chain effect that now you've caused all of these people to have a bad day. So very be true. nice. Yeah, very be true. nice. Your own little moral of the story hidden within Animal Crossing. But that's about it. That's all I've uh, dove into this week. How about you? I know we have one really, really good one. Oh, yeah. Or uh, big one, I guess I should say. Good or bad's yet to be determined. We'll find out later. But Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. Uh, but uh, speaking, you were talking about demos. You actually made me remember uh, mm-hmm. a demo that I had meant to play more of, but I did kind of just kind of touch on it just to get a sense of what was going on with it, but um, the Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse game oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. put out a demo. I saw and that. from the small amount of time that I spent on it, it, it seemed like it was the same demo we played at uh, PAX. Now, I can't, okay. I'm not going to swear to that, but it was. I didn't download it, so I can't confirm. Yeah, but it was set within the, the high school, mm-hmm. that you know, right in the hallway. Everything seemed very, very familiar, so I was like, oh, so this is probably what we played, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. So I'm not I'm not saying that they haven't fixed things, added things, or whatnot. I just, initially, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, that's this is what we played. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of made me say, well, I'll get back to it a little bit later, because I was kind of, I was just trying to decide whether or not I wanted to spend the time on it at that moment or come back to it. And seeing as how it was something familiar, I was like, ah, I'll get back to it. So, mm-hmm. and spent right. a lot of time on it. Um, but uh, Saints Row Three was what I was playing prior to uh, the other day, mm-hmm. before the other one. And game, it's starting to become a love hate relationship because still not working well, eh? They they've patched things, but I don't feel like they've patched everything properly. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like, game. how can you, this is an old game with a new coat of paint and you're still screwing up. What is it? It looks it, like they spent too much time making it look pretty. Yeah. You, and, and it's like they went back to an old build of the game where all these old problems are resurfacing now. Like the trophy thing I found out was an old problem. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But yeah. I guess it was patched before I got around to it. But 
there was this, I, I kept having this glitch where I felt like it was a glitch. It's like every time I turn around, something would screw up or I would die or someone else would die. And it was just, I'm, I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It would just constantly restart what I was doing. Or there was a mission where I had a, a buddy and then it would tell you to move on to the next thing. And you're waiting for your buddy. And it's like, where the hell are you? Where are you? And time's wasting. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh God, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to lose it because I can't win because your stupid ass is not coming along. And if you try to leave, they're saying you're abandoning your buddies. You got to go back. And it's just like, oh, hey, you know no. what? Screw it. So yeah, I just, I had these moments where it was just frustratingly, I just, I just want to play the game. I want to enjoy it. Sure. And I don't want to have these crappy little glitches where things just randomly happen and then I have to restart. Kind of seems like a small ask to just have the game work. Yeah. I mean, that that would have been fine. You didn't have to rush it out until you were absolutely sure it worked. Right. It was an old game. I don't remember anyone clamoring like, no. all right, what's it going to get done? We were promised, you know. Yeah, I was just, you know, when I saw it, I was like, hey, I would like to revisit that. I haven't played it since it came, since I first played it. Mm-hmm. I'll play it again. And now I've, I guess I have to decide whether or not trophies are that important because I don't want to have to replay half the game or a portion of the game because they screwed up. Right. So I'm just, and I've gotten into that mindset, <laughs> you know, where I just like, I don't really want to do this again. Same mm-hmm. with the man eater thing. You know, they're just like, well, just replay the game. No, no, <laughs> that's a hundred percent of the game. I've Why is that done. your answer? Yeah. If I want to replay the game at some point, sure. Mm-hmm. But no, I've already done the work. I should get. I what, need to be rewarded. You know, I feel like it should be able to see in the coding or whatever if that's been done. Yeah, I don't know. And that play. I mean, if you can keep track of playthroughs through many games, I feel like it could keep track of through its own. Well, and, and that's where I'm. I'm trying to under trying to figure out because I've been trying to look because for whatever reason the notes patch notes are always vague they never tell you what they've done and you feel like they should be able to patch something within the game so that if i was to do something it would trigger yeah. a fix you know and i don't know what to do with man eater because i've done everything you know and i feel like i i remember reading that all you oh it was the the bridge thing or the the gate thing there are certain areas within the game where there's a, a bridge or a gate to another mm-hmm. area and you have to open them, which is tricky, but you have to open them to get into the other area or you can find another way around. I chose to find another way around because it was more fun that way. Yeah. I eventually mm-hmm. went back and opened the gates and then they're just like, well, that's your fix. Just go open a gate. And it's like, I've already done that. I've done everything. I can't do that again. It's not doing it, man. So what can I do? So I'm just, I'm frustrated because I hate putting in work and I guess not getting rewarded for it. Hey, it sounds like real work to me. Ha! You know, I was like, we should be used to that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I've also played something else, which you probably already know about if you're here because you saw it in the icon, but we we like playing this little game with our audience. What is it? (laughs) What is it? We have no idea. Uh, But we'll talk about that later. So. Yeah. I'll hand it off to you. 
All yeah. right. We, we do have a little bit of news. It wasn't like a fully packed, but a lot of more game announcements. So mm-hmm. at least there's that. Um, I do have uh, one bit of COVID news up at the top, which probably everyone's already seen the sea of yellow on their Twitter. Uh, but in case you haven't, uh, Pierce Cyber 20, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is delayed again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if this belongs in what news anymore, but... Um, uh, November now is, is, is what they're saying. So we can wait and see. I mean, it was kind of the same, I guess, sentiment as last time. Like they just want to have the time they need to make sure it's polished and finished, even though could have sworn last time they said it was done. We were mm-hmm. just going to polish. And I, I remember them saying it's going to happen September. Now, look, I'm on the same thing. Make it good. As they always say, you know, a bad game is bad forever, but a delayed game can be good, you know, or will be good. So just, you know, do that. Um, I just think it was hilarious because of the promise. Like, it's it's done. September's it. But if you're not crunching your employees, I actually appreciate that more. So right now we're we're looking at November. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, So, uh, but... Uh, they did announce, though, that a later upgrade to Cyberpunk 27 for the next-gen consoles will be available for free. This is what they're saying. Uh, which I'll, And it'll also be backwards compatible. So if you can't wait and you want to buy it on the PS4, it'll, it's, they're saying it'll work on PS5 or you can get the upgrade. Um, so, Or if you get it on PC, you just get it on PC. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be fine, I think, either way there. Um, so it, there you go. So at least there's that. So they're like, even if you have to wait, you'll be able to essentially buy it once and have it for both is the way they made it sound in the tweet. So there you go. Um, but in other news, Summerfest uh-huh. was focused on EA this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, a little underwhelming, but let's go through a few of the things <laughs> that they have here. It seemed like a lot of it was work in progress kind of stuff, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, it, it, it would be nice if they got their volume on track, though. I do have to say that's the one thing that's been kind of funny through this whole thing. Jeff, sweetheart, you're so your your volume's good. And then those videos blow my eardrums out. Like, there's got to be a balance we can find there now after a couple of times of doing this. Because the whole time I'm watching, I'm listening to Jeff. I've got it turned up. They'll play a trailer. And I'm, like, rushing to turn it back down because, like, everything is so loud. So let's just, like, about 20% maybe. Let's Mm. knock it down there. Um, (laughs) But let's see. Uh, Apex Legends, they announced, will be coming to Switch this fall. All cross-play across all platforms. So that was one of the announcements they had during their uh, Summerfest news. Uh, The Sims is coming to Steam, which should have been a given, I guess, since we knew now that, you know, EA is coming to Steam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Which they, again, you know, reiterated during this, you know, Steam games. Or, uh... EA games coming to Steam. Um, And they did have a lovely little video that they showed about, you know, the inclusivity of the Sims community. Um, And the only reason why I bring this up is because I've heard some hemming and hawing on both sides where they thought that it felt like a forced video or they just grabbed these random people to make it look like it's such a diverse group of people. Um, From somebody who's played the Sims through its entire existence, I don't think that was a reach. I really don't. Like, I mean, you can count people for their acting ability or this, that, or the other. Some people maybe not as comfortable in front of a camera if this is the first time they were doing something like this and all of that. Uh, And yeah, maybe some things had been implemented what we would consider too late. But the inclusivity of the game is there. 
So to say that it's like being felt forced or that your community isn't representative, I don't believe that because right. you can identify your sim in any way, which way you want. You can make it. Uh, you can make your character to present however you want. Also, feminine presenting masculine clothes, masculine presenting feminine clothes. You could be transgender. You can be, you know, gay, lesbian. It doesn't matter. So, I I believe that that video was sincere in showing off the actual representation of the Sims community. So that's the only reason why I wanted to bring that up. Is like I I know EA gets a lot of hate for a lot of things, but knowing the Sims. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. So give them a break, man. At least the actors and stuff that if we call them actors or whatever that was in that video, I believe it. Let them leave them alone. <laughs> I've played the game for over 20 years now. It's That's how it is. Um, they did show off some of their originals. Um, so indies that came aboard for EA. Uh, very brief blips. The only one of real mention was uh, Joseph Ferris. I hope I'm saying his name right. The one who did like a brother's tale of two cities yeah, on the way yeah, yeah. out. Um, it has done some movies and stuff and, ex- and had like a little interview with him about making movies versus making games and all this kind of stuff. Um, so he did go on to talk about a new game called It Takes Two which is he's describing as like just this crazy platformer that's going to blow your mind. He's such a potty mouth. I love him. (laughs) Uh, It was just like so fun to watch that. And it's just him getting bleeped left and right because he was so excited talking about his game. Um, So he's done some unique multiplayer games in the past. So I'm already quite interested to see. Um, So it wasn't a lot. Like we didn't see a whole lot of a lot of these indie games. But uh, supposedly this one will be coming our way 2021 sometime. So um to me, so Skate 4 is happening, which mm-hmm. was a big deal to people. Um, and it looks pretty good if you were into that so- sort of game. That was another big takeaway. And, of course, all the upgraded sports ball games that will be coming our way soon. So we saw, like, a little brief blip of what I imagine is, like, the Madden or FIFA, you know, American football for Madden and then mm-hmm. FIFA. Um which those do look good. I have to I have to give them credit. Like the graphics, you know, for the people and everything look really well. Even if they're starting to look too real that it looks fake almost. You know, yeah. like if that even makes sense. That, you know, is the sweat really that on your face? I don't know. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, but let's just say the biggest takeaway was Star Wars Squadrons. That yes. seems to be the one thing that most people were extremely excited about and it seemed like I've heard you know a a lot of people legitimately excited again Mm -hmm. I'm not the audience for most Star Wars games but I know people out there are crazy fans and when I hear them excited that leads me to believe they're doing something right right so um looks like it's going to be a multiplayer game uh the game story is set after Return of the Jedi and the story will alternate between two pilots who are flying for New Republic's Vanguard Squadron and the Empire's Titan Squadron so it supports up to 10 players and it puts two groups of pilots against each other um and supposedly no microtransactions but it's EA so I don't believe you um so (laughs) it'll probably be a surprise mechanic or something later on but I'm just I have to put that in there they say there's going to be no microtransactions mm. so um i don't know did you watch that one are you excited i did uh i guess considering it's still ea uh, is where my expectations get tempered mm-hmm. i i want to be excited for star wars but as long as they are involved i'm always going to be hesitant and i want to enjoy this game i want to be excited for this game because one of my all-time favorite star wars games was a series called rogue squadron and it came out i think the very first one came out on the n64 
and then the subsequent sequels came out on the GameCube, and you were an X-Wing pilot. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to play as either Luke Skywalker or Wedge Antilles and go through either known uh, events within the Star Wars history and then the side missions kind of building up to from point A to point B and so on and so forth. And I always loved it. It was mm-hmm. a gr- like part two, I think, was the pinnacle of it. it. The graphics were great, controls were great. You felt like you were an X Wing fighter. Mm-hmm. Everything was great about it. And then you had all these different ships you could pilot. I, I want that to be that. You know, I want to have that excitement and be like, oh my God, it's just like Rogue Squadron only updated for today. But EA's behind it. And I'm. Well, at least they have one good one, at least to the fandom, you know, with the last one that came out. So maybe. And and that one, I'm, I've still been kind of hesitant to play. I've heard. Oh, yeah. But I guess I'm waiting for a cheap discount before I, I spend the money on it because I mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I even, I think it was, um, was it this month? Might have been this month that uh, Battlefront 2 was free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, I think so. Yeah. And I did add it to my library because I was like, you know, I did want to play it. I know all the hate out there, but I kind of did want to play the story mode just because. Right. Yeah. And because I have no interest in the multiplayer. And that's another thing about this game that kind of makes me like, eh, I'm just so. I, 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 that's fair. Multiplayer is mean, multiplayer, not for me. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. I, I guess if I had a better group of friends to play multiplayer with and that's be... a tall ask for i don't know i guess at least four other friends and then yeah. you're playing against another team i don't know some people i don't know there are like, four people that's a lot of people to ask it and i hate i hate that it's like that but i mean there are just so many garbage players out there who do who want to do nothing more than cheat and yeah. i'm i I'm not dealing with that. I want to play a game. I want to have fun. If I could play with a group of friends and have fun playing it, then we're going to have no problems. But I know that we're going to get a garbage human being in there in a room and try to cheat <laughs> and ruin it be for one. everybody. He does ruin it, yeah. yeah. So hmm. I want to be excited, but uh, at the moment, I, my expectations are very low. And that's fair. That's fair. They'll have to earn a lot of that back yeah. for some people, you know. I mean, I think taking it off of Origin is a good start because, oh, my God, not having to use Origin would be a blessing. Or they mm-hmm. could have just fixed Origin all this time. But what do I know? Either way. Anyway, <laughs> it's only been like seven years, six years since you forced us to always use Origin. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let's see. Gorilla had a collective uh, also last week. Uh, they, they had a little bit to show, uh, just a few things that I thought of note maybe to briefly announce. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which will have early access in August. Mm-hmm. So if that's something you were interested in. Uh, Disco Elysium will be on Epic Games Store, which I was kind of surprised it wasn't already. But um, mm-hmm. West of Dead will hit stores on June 18th. So if that was one you were excited for, that's actually just happened. Uh, <laughs> math in my head. <laughs> um, Dwarf of Fortress will be on Steam. So there's a couple of them there that looks like if you were waiting for stuff to come to Steam. That seems like the big takeaway from a lot this week. You want to play your games all on Steam? We're moving everything to Steam. Um, Horizon got a few more looks and screenshots and uh, another little trailer and stuff to look at there. 
Um, Paradox Insider had a showcase in partnership with Gorilla Collective showing off some more uh, Vampire 2 trailer, which was kind of like the one we had seen, just a little extended, but focusing on a a damsel who will be a character in the game. Um, You could probably catch a VOD on Twitch if you want to see all of this stuff, because this is exactly uh, where I ended up finding it. Um, If that is something you want to watch all the way through, uh, more Empire of Sin gameplay, which is that mafia-esque game from uh, Romero Games Mm. that'll be coming out here soon, giving us a look at more of like how you manage your empire and a little bit more gameplay and strategy on that, um, which is one I'm kind of interested in, so I'm kind of waiting to see how that all gets fleshed out as well. Um, To me, that was the only thing of real note to mention in the Gorilla Collective. Nintendo had a a little bit of a thing as well um but there wasn't like a lot to that it seemed like it was kind of like a last minute none of us knew it was going to happen kind of thing and then they tweeted like hey in a few hours and we're like oh sweet you know um again confirming the arms character for smash brothers i feel like we're always talking about it is it, is yeah. it it's in there do people we got this we're good uh but it seemed like the big takeaway was pokemon snap woo so Pokemon fans rejoiced. Um, like it's, it appears to be a game where you take pictures or snaps of the Pokemon. Pokemon was a little after me, guys. So I, I never did get hop on the Pokemon train. Uh, but reading through the articles, I guess you could travel to unknown islands with beautiful scenery like lush jungles and sandy beaches. And the pictures you take will be used for your very own Pokemon photo decks. But now, obviously, heavily updated from the 99 version that mm-hmm. was on N64 to now being on the Switch. So, um, I mean, let me yeah. let, let me talk about that because please. I was an avid fan of Pokemon Snap. Oh, then please. You should be. Because, all right, look, I do want to stress up front. I like Pokemon, but I am not obsessed with Pokemon. Like, I have played games in the series. Um, I understand how it works, but it's yeah. never like when a new game comes out, I'm never like, Oh my God, Pokemon, I gotta have it. Ah. Oh. It's yeah. just like, Oh, cool. Maybe I'll play that at some point. Like all the, the games in the series, however many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon there are, I couldn't tell you half of them. Like I can identify some, but I don't know them oh, all. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. If we're going that far. It's. I, I guess I just want to make make sure that's understood. Mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed. But Pokemon Snap was a very unique game in the sense that I had a lot of fun. It did it could have been anything else, I think, and mm-hmm. still been as enjoyable, but the Pokemon thing was just an added, you know, element to it because you're familiar with these characters and what you can do because it's not just going around snapping pictures it's how you do it the things that you can do replaying an island or replaying a level and changing Mm. things up because it's all about the score like what's the best picture you can get what's the best thing you can do because your first playthrough on the very first level you're just like oh there's a pikachu snap oh there's a butterfree snap oh look over there there's that and you're just snapping pictures there's not Mm. a lot to do but then you start learning things that you can do. You'll start getting items. You'll start getting these little things that you can change their the dynamic of what's going on. So maybe I you like see, having him pose or something. Yeah. So you'll see the the little Pikachu and he he's kind of running across the the sand and you that was your first shot. You're like, oh cool, Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But now you've got an apple and you throw the apple and then you see Pikachu eating at the apple. So now you've got a picture of Pikachu eating an apple. That mm-hmm. boosts your score. 
Oh, okay. Uh, you you encounter another Pokemon and you hit it with like you have all these different other balls. I can't remember what they were, but maybe it's a sleep ball or maybe it's a. I'm sorry if I don't remember them all. It's been a while since <laughs> I, I played it. All the names. But you hit it with the apple, or you hit it with that, or you do something, and they react. They could evolve. Uh, they could, yeah. There was a, there was a volcano level where you hit one of the Pokemon into a vo- a pit of lava. You th- think you killed it? Oh no! And, but no. you evolve it at that point, which I thought is really cool. So you have to aim to hit it. You have to aim to get it in there. So there's a bit of gameplay strategy to it. It's just it's a lot of fun because. Each time you go through, eventually you can change what's going on enough that you're not seeing the same things. You're not taking the same pictures because you have different items to change what these Pokemon are doing and what could be your best picture. What mm. can you get them to do? I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I okay. would highly recommend it. Even if you're not a Pokemon fan, it has nothing to do with that type of gameplay. It's something completely different. Sure. Just taking pictures, having fun. And and the strategy behind it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. If you're yeah, looking for perfect. something different. Yeah. Now, it definitely sounds like a far cry from the other ones, mm-hmm. at least, um, to, to my knowledge. Again, I never really played them. I think the closest I got was, like, some kind of Pokemon card game on PC. Mm-hmm. Well, I... Just, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! game or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's my... But you have a Switch I now. I do. So, I'm going to recommend you get this game. It's okay. not about the Pokemon. It's about the snap. Got it. It's about <laughs> my, my, my photography skills That's right. and what I can set it up there. So then, all right, we'll see. Maybe if it's not a full price game. <laughs> I, think, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Uh, a little outside of the announcement news, uh, Blizzard just banned over 74,000 World of Warcraft classic accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of those uh, guilty of botting. So if anybody's oh. ever played any kind of MMOs, you have probably seen this before, where somebody automates their character to kill enemies, gather resources, whatever, but it's automated. There's not a person actually doing this. Um, so it seems like it was a conjunction with that. So people who just set up bots for their characters to go farm things, which is mostly geared toward hopefully they're selling those items for real life money in game. So it's kind of like a little business that people do. And sometimes they make a lot of money at it. Um, Blizzard says they're determined to address the problem, though, and warns that the uh, the trade and automation software probably isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So they're like, look, we know you're frustrated. You're probably reporting people who look like bots or whatever. We're trying, is what it sounds like. Um, and if you were a real person who got caught up in it, apparently it's very easy to make that report back and be like, oh, I wasn't buying. <laughs> and they can look into it and find out. So it sounds like it's not even a perfect system. You might get accidentally get set up. If you're the type who enjoys farming, I guess, and is just sitting out there for two or three hours at a time farming one area, someone might think you're a bot. So keep that in mind. Maybe do a little dance with your character in between time when somebody passes by, like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> not a bot. Don't, I feel don't like, report me. I feel like bots defeat the purpose of playing a game. Why? But again, it's simply to like farm I know, resources. But... I've played MMOs, so I have seen those bots and I see what's going on. So it's like you'll have quests and stuff where you've got to 
gather all these materials or kill X amount of these enemies in this zone or whatever. So bots can be very annoying because if you actually need to go into that zone for something and they're just laying to waste everything that's there and you're having to wait for it to respawn, mm-hmm. like it's j- it's it's a huge pain in the butt. And then those people take it to whatever online marketplace is there for WoW or insert your MMO here and try to sell it to you, you know? So it's... It's kind of poopy because, like, they're taking all the work out of it, wanting to make money for it, and then you're trying to actually play the game, and now it's kind of being a pain in the butt because you got to wait for all this to respawn or do <laughs> this, that, or the other. So, um, yeah, so if you want to check out their full report, they do have that up right now. It looks like uh, they're trying to work on these people who are exploiting it and everything like that, which is, I feel like it's a tale as old as MMOs at this point. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, they'll have bots. Not Heck, to... even Dead by Daylight had a lot of that, too, where they would set up a killer as a bot or something like that, you know. Hmm. Not to interrupt, but if anybody is listening to this right now and they can hear the faint sounds of an airplane. I actually didn't hear it. I don't know what the hell is going on out there, but I swear to God it sounds like there's a trick pilot out there just zooming around in circles up above is my it... house. I don't is know it, what it is. Um... It's starting uh, to worry me because I feel like at some point you hear. And I'm like, I don't oh, know. God, I guess with me down. living in a big city in these times, I'm so used to hearing helicopters and the like now that mm. I've actually tuned that out. Probably not a good thing, but I don't know. This is the first time I've ever heard. It. Like there is no airport nearby. I don't know Maybe what it's the, the hell is going on. Remember when they were flying for the healthcare workers or something? Why are you doing it around here? Go somewhere. There's not a hospital know. around here. Get the hell out of here. Then I don't know. It's just my house. <laughs> if you have like a baby airport, one of those that flies no. like Cherokees or Cessnas or anything. Not nearby. Todd's house, he has an airport. Let's, we had a lot of filming issues out there because of that because damn of that, airport. Yeah. But there's nothing around here. I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. It's just, it's starting to bug me. It's like a buzzing <laughs> Well, read the fly. news later. Hopefully they weren't looking for somebody. Although it would be a helicopter, you wouldn't hear a plane. But yeah. All right, well, we got a couple of uh, little quickets going on here this week. Uh, If people were not calmed their nerves with Spider-Man, Miles, am I saying it, Morales? Miles Morales, yes. Got it, cool. Uh, uh, They are confirming it is to have a full story arc with Miles, one that's more akin, and and they use the same example I used last week, which was odd, uh, a game like The Uncharted Lost Legacy in terms of overall scope, so uh, Mm how that was a full game, but... You know, kind of a spinoff, which is what I think, you know, sounds like a perfect sweet spot for it. So I guess Mm. it wouldn't be like a full price thing. But uh, but they are also promising instant loading, 3D audio, ray tracing and an overhauled city. So it's said to take place one year after the events of the original game and will nice. feature new villains, set pieces, and unique quests. So hopefully this will ease some minds about people who are wondering if they weren't going to get another game. It looks like, yes, 100%. It's a separate own thing. It just won't be like full, full game, but it'll be like the Lost Legacy full game. I actually saw a video. I think they were talking to the creative director of the game, and he said something that I was stressing uh, when we talked about this game, Miles is going to have his own moves, the way he swings, mm-hmm. the nice. way he, he operates. And I was like, I didn't even and need to say anything. You guys know. You guys know. They're on it. They know so, what they want. Yeah. So or if nothing just, else, that's what the devs wanted. And it just like they're fans. So it yeah. made sense. So I was I was really happy to hear that they they were already there. They they just like, hey, yeah, of course. We're not just going to mm-hmm. 
skin swap it. And I don't mean that racially. <laughs> right. No, like I got you. Like, well, that's what we say every time they get rebooted, right? They mm. just slap on a new paint or whatever, push it out there. Now it looks like they, they built this game. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, so congratulations to Woo-hoo. those who are excited about it. You know, I am. I really am. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I never played a lot of the Spider-Man games, but they do look like mm-hmm. a ton of fun. And the hubs, I'm sure, will be very excited now that knows it's a standalone thing, too. Um, Stadia is having a connect of their own on July 14th, taking a look at some games coming to their platform later this year. My God, I hope they have some games to talk about. Mm-hmm. Lol. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but uh, So there you go. July 14th. They're going to be uh, doing their own. Crash Bandicoot 4 might have been leaked. But from all the leaks, it looks to be confirmed, if I'm being honest with you, from the same people who did the Spyro remakes. Mm-hmm. So, hey, here you go. If this is throwback to your childhood, you want it. I mean, I don't see how you could put all of this together and just call it a leak at this point. It looks pretty damn confirmed to me. But, you know, take it for what it is. It is still saying leaks. Mm-hmm. Um the Video Game Hall of Fame updated and added four new games. Uh-huh. Uh, among it, the four that were added, <laughs> which kind of made me laugh, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Bejeweled. Centipede. King's Quest. And Minecraft. Okay. So those were the four added this year. <laughs> Centipede, I can understand. That's an older game. It was a... Uh, I guess groundbreaker. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, unique yeah. for what it was. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Knight's Quest. King's Quest. Or King's Quest. I don't know why. Same, same era, I think, right? Now, is this, are we talking like the original? Well, it was the, it's the older ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like, cause can, a Bejeweled can... though, I think is like nineties or something like mm-hmm. that. Though, I, I, I can, I can see where that would fit in there. And I guess you got to give it to Minecraft. I guess I mean, they have been around a while, tool. man. So it's played a lot. It's a big deal. I guess I, I get understand. It. <laughs> I get it. Whether I'm like that's not a game I've ever played, but I get it. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many different games have kind of modeled its behavior after it too? If you think about mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of them that kind of like that now. Uh, Steam Summer Sale is supposedly confirmed for June 25th to start, so get your wallets ready. Valve hasn't confirmed this, but the source I got it from is good, and it kind of adds up to the math from, you know, when they normally do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my last little quicket, Fortnite Season 3 Chapter 2 is here! Woo! Yay! <laughs> For usual, the landscape changes, and now the area has been flooded. And now you have new air, uh, new AI enemies called Marauders. Good luck. Have fun. We'll see how you guys enjoy that. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, they always do something pretty big and different. I mean, again, we got to give it to them. They always do those big events well. Um, this obviously wasn't as big as their Blackout event, you know, which... Sorry, I don't play the game, but that was still pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what they did there. Um, I do have a truth or trash for you, though. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so obviously the rumor mills are always freaking working, I think, Mm -hmm. in quarantine now more than ever. Uh, But rumors this week revealed that the Xbox Series X will also have a counterpart Xbox, kind of like what we saw with the PS5, where it has an optical drive version and one that does not, a discless Mm -hmm. version. So one would assume the disc, I can't even say the word now, discless started to sound bad there would be a bit more economical one would assume so with that steven microsoft will be revealing 
a discless option as well for the Xbox Series X. They'll mention it this July with a price tag of $200. Absolutely not. I have heard rumors of a of a secondary Series mm-hmm. X, but not a discless version. Okay. But even even the other floating around rumors that I heard still make no sense. Because oh, yeah? they were talking about a less powerful version. Uh, so yeah, some of the hardware would be still run everything the same. Yeah, so essentially you would say that you're gonna depower your super powerful console just to make it cheaper. Sell but, the one again. Yeah, so okay, so at that point I can play Xbox One games, two games, three sixty games, or I'm so confused. One, three sixty. One, <laughs> and now yeah, they didn't really series. follow a good little theme there, did they? No, Xbox and three sixty. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you got you thing. got my point. Yeah. So I can play all versions. I'm sure. I'm sure that the even if you stripped out some of the hardware, you're going to be able to have a console that can handle all your old games that you're going to promise can be played, which mm-hmm. we still have no proof of. But I'm just yeah. saying. Right. You made a big promise and this you've done that claim. before and you've mm-hmm. lied. Well, they all have. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's <laughs> a pretty big promise. It is, yeah. Every game, yeah, you better yeah. be sure because yeah. the public will, will prove it oh, if they can. Like within, within the first five, ten minutes of somebody having it in their possession. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll know day one. But we'll know day one. Even that sounds stupid because... What if someone pushed, like their game pushed it to the graphical capabilities and, and hardware capabilities that this thing can and pushed it to its limits? If you got the depowered one, you're not going to be able to play that game. Yeah. Well, in this rumor, it was just saying the price difference, that it was still going to be the same power of the Xbox Series X. Who knows, man? I feel like it's going to come down to who's going to outprice each other, really, at this yeah. point. Because, like... They're probably each of them are like, mm, I'll wait till the last possible minute. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give the other side that that info yet. But who knows? But is it we'll worth see. losing all your, I mean, profit from that? Just that's to- that's something we've discussed for a while, though, too. Because like if they were to price, let's just say even the PlayStation 5, both of them. I mean, mm-hmm. they're almost identical. Yeah, save some specs here or there. Um, and then what each side promises they'll do. But if you're pricing it accordingly, you might, we've talked about this, you might have to take a loss because mm-hmm. it, it might be too expensive, especially during COVID when they probably, they might have, I, I don't know this for a fact, but they might have even had to pay more for the parts that they were needing to build said systems. So they might have to, and then try to make it up in services and games. Mm-hmm. But let's see, you know, some people might have FU money at the end of the year. I'm not sure in the States, maybe as much, but we'll <laughs> see when we get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. hopefully by then, but, you know, be alert, but you know, keep it in mind. Uh, so, yeah. All right. We'll see. So they in July, according to this rumor, we'll know whether they're actually going to announce a, a, a digital only Xbox Series X. One X, 
Series X. Series X. X. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So the other one, I guess, would be a Series S. Because, see, because the thing, because that's what they did the last time. Oh, that's true. So it'd be Xbox then, Series Well, S. you can't have a Slim, though. Is it the S for Slim? Because, oh, I mean, it's Big Boy. That's true. So that's it would be boy. Xbox Series ND. but thick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Their, their naming is stupid. I don't know. Yeah, like the series makes sense. They just probably got on, you know, the series too late. But mm-hmm. from here to forth, don't confuse us anymore. Because yeah, I'm, I'm so confused. I, I could see, I could see so many kids getting the wrong system in December. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you're Mama. all getting your one again, and have no idea why. Um, so make sure you tell them the refrigerator one, mom and dad, or person, caregiver, whoever mm-hmm. you are. Not, don't let it look like this. It needs to look like, you know, this. And then I want the distinguishing feature. I want a video of a kid saying, Mom, Dad, there's a lot of things I want for Christmas this year. But I need that KFC gaming console. I know, right? God. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what this is. I really can't. Again, whoever does their marketing is just brilliant, though, because, like. <laughs> I would do it just to just to screw up my parents if I was a kid. Just to see if they actually, son, we tried. We tried. We really did, but we couldn't find it. I'm sorry. All right. (laughs) Just set them out all day. And then you end up getting nothing because that was all they were looking for all day long. Yeah. But here's a bucket of chicken, Steven. We did our best. (laughs) It's close. Put it up over here on the stove. And just take a, a wing out, bite it. So disappointed in you. I was like, I hate you. I'll just, just turn around, go right into your room, stare at them. Ask for a biscuit. Better have a biscuit. Better have a biscuit. It's the only way to go, man. So a little weird news or interesting news. Mm. I don't know. I throw everything under here and then I let you decide because I'm weird. Uh, So, and we've already, you actually showed me this one and then I heard about it a little later on as well. Uh, Billy Mitchell is back in the news. Who? Let me tell you, because I'm sure some of you are like, I have no idea who you're talking about, but I shall explain. Mm -hmm. So Billy Mitchell was the first world record holder for high scores on Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. You might have to explain those games. (laughs) (laughs) So these really old games that we used to play in arcades. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard of Pac-Man, you know, just the little circle that's eating all these little dots as it's going around the screen. And you have little ghosts that might be chasing you that you have to avoid. Um, And then, you know, Donkey Kong with the donkeys and the conging and the climbing up and the avoiding barrels. And, you know, you know, the thing. Exactly. Everyone's like, I totally know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. But uh, (laughs) so there's this company, Twin Galaxies, who usually works in conjunction with the Guinness Book record. Uh, But they removed his scores after an investigation that they weren't valid. So this happened two years ago. The record was expunged. But Guinness now has come out stating that they are putting his scores back up. So why? So Twin Galaxies had an investigation done, uh, which turned up that some of his recordings were not achieved on legit arcade hardware. So apparently was based on extensive video analysis showing the use of an emulator. So Twin Galaxies and Guinness, like I mentioned, apparently worked together in these scenarios, but they were split. 
So Twin Galaxies is not changing their stance, it seems. Good. A little kerfuffle between them um, and, and the Guinness World Records. But Guinness is now saying that they are recognizing Mitchell is the first player to get a perfect Pac-Man score of 3,333,360 points in 1999. And the first player to reach 1 million points in Donkey Kong in 2005. So according to Guinness, they thoroughly looked through the video evidence and new eyewitness testimony, and then added in some expert analysis and hardware verification. We're getting bogged down here. Anyway, usually when there's a discrepancy, apparently Guinness will uphold the original findings. So in this case, along with Robbie Lakeman, who currently holds the Donkey Kong record, they all agreed it was legit gameplay. So you had Mitchell had people backing him up saying they were watching it and all this kind of stuff. So I guess Gigi Mitchell, there's a lot of legal jargon going on here that wasn't worth mentioning. You can get really weeded down with a lot of it. Um, But if you want to check it out, just look up Billy Mitchell. It'll be the first thing to pop up. Mitchell with two L's. You can't miss the the article if you want it because it's a lot. There's a lot in there. They broke down how they figured out who did what and the win. So it seems like this is a time where Guinness and Twin Galaxies are just not going to agree. But Guinness is going to uphold it. So he's back in the books. I am with Twin Galaxies here. I have seen the video footage. I have seen all the reports. I have seen proof positive based on emulator versus actual arcade machines. There are little flickers, little glitches Mm -hmm. that you can see that, that identify one from the other. He was playing an emulator. I don't give a damn. I've seen it. Mm. I've seen the video evidence. <laughs> I trust Twin Galaxies to stay where they're at. Guinness can go to hell. Here, Even here recently, I know that Guinness is not all it's cracked up to be, so they can oh, yeah. go to hell if they want to stand behind a cheater. Mm. And that's, that's yeah. my stance. Billy yeah. Mitchell's a cheater. He's a selfish prick who cares nothing more than to be, I'm number one. And if anybody tries to beat him, what is he going to do? He's going to try to expunge an actual player's record. Well, that's what was interesting to me was having Robbie Lakeman, who apparently would have been who was booted for top player, to agree. No, they got to him. (laughs) Look, look, man, we'll give you a little bit here. He beat you by a couple of points. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when I saw that, that's what I was like, hmm. Now, I obviously, I didn't bog down the whole story with all of the specifics, or we could have been here for a while, because mm. like there was like oh, a yeah. three-page article like breaking down the investigation, how it was conducted, why they came to that conclusion, you know, the people that they talked to, you know, so... Um, yeah, the, the 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 great weird world of I guess gaming record holding. I don't know, but that that is a good point because like even like I knew a guy who did like ping pongs or not mm. ping pong. Um, pong. P- uh, no, damn it! Why am I like paddle boarding? Stupid, stupid early morning. Hang brain. On. Hang on. Where you hit the little buttons on the side. Ping, the levers pinball. push the ball. Pinball. pinball. Good God in heaven. <laughs> good God. Uh, yes, pinball. What the hell? lace jesus anyway um but they even said like you can't use more than one of those machines and expect it to come out the same like the record has to be on that specific machine Mm -hmm. because some will be built a little differently maybe the wood warped a little bit from being there too long um played a lot more you know like each one is so individually unique that you can't pit it against another one even if they're 
the identical pinball machine, you know, like they're mm. both Back to the Future ones, you know, that came out of the same company. doesn't matter. So, yeah. I feel like you would have to absolutely do it on the hardware that it was built from originally, glitches and all. Mm-hmm. Like how it was originally built. But Guinness says no. So he's back in there, man. Bullshit. He's back in there. So go go beat his scores, guys. Go Let's go do it honestly. He's a garbage human being who can't. Uh, he's a sore loser. That's all I'm going to say. Go watch interviews with him. There's never yeah. once been a record of him congratulating anyone for beating his score because it's just a petty little baby it just means you got to keep playing yo you want to you want to stay on top you got to keep sharp got to keep doing it people are are coming for it man or you cheat like billy mitchell or or you do that i guess and then and then just ask guinness don't ask anyone else don't stop (laughs) stop for anything else All right. Well, I admit, we'll just move on to the headliner after this. I wanted to give you plenty of time to actually uh, discuss because it seems like there's a... I don't know if you're going to address some other rumors and other reviews and stuff that you have seen and compare it to yours here, but... um Steven's got us a nice review of The Last of Us 2 since he's had the opportunity to uh, play it the last... Over the weekend, I should say. Well, I'll be honest with you. I really didn't do a lot of research as far as other people's scores. Because the first thing that I started hearing in headlines was Masterpiece. And then on the other end of it, I'd say, I'd see, this is garbage. Mm -hmm. So there's this divisiveness. Even on Metacritic... It got review bombed. I saw that. And I didn't look into why. Neither did I, yeah. Because it could have been anything, and there could have been spoilers, and that was the key thing for me, is I did not want this game to be spoiled. And I have stated, maybe not here, but I know I've said this time and time again, spoilers, I understand that there's a, there's a culture behind it now. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately people, I don't know why but yeah some people think that it's it's ridiculous why are you worried about spoilers I guess the the best way that I can describe it is if you know something's about to happen and you get to that point in a movie or a game or anything that you're doing and you have that moment taken from you of sheer shock mm-hmm that you did not know that that was going to happen. It, it ruins what could be memorable for you. It's almost like the shock creates mm-hmm. a, a, a... It's like opening a gift at Christmas that you have no idea what it was. And when you opened it, it's like, oh my God, this is yeah. so cool. Like, remember what it felt like as a kid to be surprised by something that was, you know? Exactly. There are just so many things that go into that... I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agreed. One of the, one of the last times that I really, really tried to stay free of spoilers was Avengers Endgame. And this, I'm not spoiling anything at this point. If you haven't seen it by now, you didn't. No. You didn't care to see it to begin with. But I had no idea what to expect. So everything in that movie was a genuine shock. Mm-hmm. But there was a scene in the movie. Captain America holds Thor's hammer. I should yeah, I have seen this coming, but I did not. 
I was not expecting it, even as the scene was playing out before you actually saw it. I was not expecting it. Mm -hmm. So then when I visually saw it, I screamed <laughs> with Aww. joy. Yeah. I mean, if the rest of the theater wasn't in on it with me, I would have looked like a crazy person. <laughs> because I shouted, yeah! Uh-huh. But luckily, there were plenty of other people. Just as excited, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. That that feeling, like oh my god, I didn't know I wanted this, and there it is. It's like oh yes. Mm -hmm. But same can be said that that works in the opposite direction, because The Last of Us Two isn't exactly the happiest of happy stories. No, yeah. The Last of Us was not necessarily the happy crying in the first 20 minutes on the first one falling <laughs> like a freaking baby dude <laughs> and it was interesting that it, the emotion that can be conveyed it can be brought out by not having something taken from you you know that you get to experience those things in the moment yeah because when someone tells you something hey this happens it's gone. So you're expecting it. You're waiting for it. The shock is is not there, and it just fizzles out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm I me personally, I want to experience these things fresh. Same. Luckily, I yep. got that. Even though, I will say with certain things, you can kind of expect. I don't want to say you expect it completely. But you just have this this feeling something's going to happen. You just don't know how it's going to go down. So with all that said, let me explain <laughs> The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah. Brief summary, because I don't, wanna, I don't want to do spoilers, but I do want to yeah. talk about the game. And it's, I feel like I can do that without spoiling anything. So, and I appreciate it. Yes, I, I would hope everybody yeah. would appreciate it. I haven't gotten a chance yet. I'm going to get to it, but yeah. Um, the best way to explain the story, the best way that I can, uh, one thing I was really excited to see is that we actually do pick up almost, I'd say a little, like maybe a few weeks right after the end of the first one. Okay. And we see... Joel talking to his brother Tommy about what happened and how they are kind of dealing with it. Now, mm -hmm. I feel like this is an important scene within the game. I don't know how yet. And I will say that up front, I have not beaten this game. It was okay. just, it's I, the time frame, even if I had an extra day, it was not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. But I also feel like that keeps me from spoiling certain things. <laughs> It's true, yeah. So I can I can tell you what I know and keep those spoilers out. But I, again, I, I feel like I've got a, enough of a grasp on what this game is thus far. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you see them talking. We get reacquainted with Joel and Ellie. Then we jump ahead into the future. Future, I mean, four years later to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And the narrative, the way they're telling the story... I feel like it's going to be done um, through, 
I don't want to say completely through flashbacks, but we jumped ahead to four years later. We're kind of on track with where we are now, but other things within the story we kind of come back to. So she'll have a moment, she'll have a memory, and we just kind of roll back to something. Something happened the night before what happened here Okay. that we haven't gotten a lot of clarity on. And I, I feel like it, it is connected to... Uh, do you remember the trailer? One of the early trailers, it was like a dance scene. Yeah. Ellie and, yeah. and uh, Dina, I think it's her name. Sorry. That I won't remember, but yeah, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so I feel like it has something to do with that scene because based on the information that I have now, mm-hmm. that scene, that's what it sounds like. Something happened at that night, not just okay. between Ellie and Dina, but other characters involved. And everyone's talking about it, but in this, so they're being vague. I'm interested to see what that is because I know we're going to come back to it because that's yeah. what we've been doing in this game. Cleverly, anytime we do a flashback, it's almost like a training montage with a good story because they introduce a new skill or a new oh, that's good. thing. So it's not just sitting there watching a cut scene like you're getting to participate in it. Right. No, they, they, they're just like, hey, do you want to... Like the last one that I did, uh, you're going hunting with Tommy... And he's just like, "Hey, you want to try out my rifle? I've not played. I've not had a hunting rifle the entire time I've been playing, and now I've got a rifle. So it's showing you the mechanics of how you're going to use this rifle." There was a another one where you got to swim. I don't remember swimming in the original Last of Us. I don't either. I don't either. So they added that mechanic, and yeah. there was a big deal with the swimming. But then when you encounter it present day, it's not as uh, detailed and intense as that but it's there and you're just Uh like instinctively you're like oh yeah i gotta swim and then you remember your controls and they just kind of incorporated into the sequence and i was like well that's pretty smart Mm -hmm. you know so now we're getting to to play around with different elements to the story and we're also getting tutorials so it was it was very interesting nice yeah but story-wise where we're going and i know i keep derailing but it just it works with the flow get over it uh, and the four years later, we, as we all know, you get to play as Ellie. Uh, Ellie is actually tracking Tommy, Joel's brother, uh, to Seattle, which we've seen as the backdrop of the game. Mm-hmm. He is seeking out a new threat to their settlement. They seem a lot like the Fireflies, but okay. they're called the WLF, or World Liberation Front, or okay. even Wolves. Oh, I see. WLF. But what's interesting, and I'd say this is, I don't want to say this is big, big spoiler. Teeny, weeny, weeny. No, 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 no. Teeny, 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 weeny, because I don't know. I don't know what it is. But as we're tracking these guys, there also seems to be another threat. I don't know what it is. But there seems to be another threat. Are they creating that feeling <coughs> very well? So that's about as clean as I can keep the story spoiler free. Yeah. So there you have it. I need to just go grab it up. Man. You do, get, because I debated on it that last week. And I was just like, you know what? I do want to play this. I do want to play this. So what about the game is good. 
well, let's start with the graphics. If you've yeah. seen the graphics, they look so much better in real time, not in a video, especially if you have a 4K TV where you can wow. really... You're one of those lucky people. If you can get that UHD 4K color resolution, whatever. I'm not going to say it won't look great on another TV, but I, I, I guess I'm just saying that if you Well, can, I don't even have the PlayStation Pro, so I'm not even yeah. sure if all of that is afforded to me anyway. <laughs> but, I, but I'm not going to say that it won't look good either way. Sure, because yeah. it does. It, it's amazing the amount of detail they put into this. It makes me wonder why other games... Who, who are trying to achieve this status cannot do this. Like, are you just not putting the time and effort into it like they did to yeah. make it look like this? And it, I guess I also should say, from the accusations we've heard, um, yeah, there could be reasons as to why it looks so good. But, you know, I would also say that's a testament more to the programmers than the bosses. Because the program no should doubt. be applauded. They're still doing it. Yeah, they're the ones doing the actual work. Yeah, because they have they have made some of the best-looking graphics I've ever seen in a game. It's so... It feels so alive. Mm -hmm. Every element to it. It feels so real, textured, and alive. Like, this could be a real place. I know Seattle is a real place. <laughs> but... But in this world. In this yeah. world, it just seems so real. Mm -hmm. Every little building, every little detail, just, it, it's, I feel like you could spend hours upon hours just running around checking stuff out. <coughs> Pardon me. But, and, and you'd never get tired of it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even running through the city, seeing all these different businesses, because that was another fun part of it, was the exploration of... of uh. The game, I would say, is a little bit more open world than the original, but it still kind of has a very linear feel. Like, you still are going to go in one direction. You're still going to go from point A to point B, but they give you a little bit more um, freedom to explore, especially when you get to Seattle. I spent hours just running down the streets, checking at you know stores any open windows anything just to mm. see if i could get in there just to see if i can find anything sometimes i could find nothing sometimes i could stumble upon a, a new gun or, or a bomb or something that i didn't have previously and it just encouraged me to keep exploring yeah because there's no telling what i could find i mm -hmm. could find a clicker nest who knows who knows <laughs> but it was always fun, and it never felt like a chore, because another element that they added to these explorations was all the conversation that you could have, because if you were just going from here to there, here to there, and nothing was being said, nothing was being done, I could mm -hmm. see it kind of getting a little tedious. Being a little slog, yeah. But the fact that there was always a conversation going that you were talking to someone. Kind of like how in Red Dead, when you're on your horse with a group, yeah. they're having their own little, like, yeah. I felt like I was going to miss out on moments and conversations that had I just gone to point A to point B, I would have I missed out on, on these sweet little moments, these touching little moments, because there was even a sequence, and I even thought about this after the fact, 
uh, when you get to Seattle, you're, you're trying to search for some gas to start up a generator or something like that. So you got to go here, here. And you, ha you have a map. That's another thing, too. It's not like a very detailed map, but it's a map and kind of marks little things that you find. So kind of give you an idea of where you're at. Yeah. So you're not going to get too lost. <coughs> I should have gotten some water. I should have known this. <laughs> um, but I, I, I went into a music store. And found a guitar. And had absolutely nothing to do with the main story. But it touched on a previous moment within the story. Okay. Where Joel had wanted to teach uh, Ellie guitar. And they had talked yeah. about that. They had this little conversation. So she found this guitar and she just... You saw her strumming the notes she remembered. Mm -hmm. And it was just... It was like... It, it was it's a throwaway moment that you could walk right by in the game but it's such a great moment yeah just a touching little moment well, and they add like more personality they're more human yes. yeah so you just see her remembering you know some of the chords that he was sitting there teaching her earlier in the game she's like dun, 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 dun. okay awesome so you see her kind of exploring that there's another sequence later you'll find a, yet another guitar and she's sitting there plucking strings and it's like she's improving because that was her thing she's like uh suck and he's like ah you'll get it it'll be fine you just gotta keep practicing gotta keep practicing so little moments like that they just they they add to the value of the character development and that's another thing I want to talk about too character development because oh, man you you mentioned in The Last of Us that that moment First 20 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. we all know what happened. Joel, if you haven't played the game again. It's basically his backstory. Yeah. To, yeah. He, he lost his daughter, Sarah, because of the pandemic, or I shouldn't mm -hmm. call it a pandemic. Outbreak. <laughs> Outbreak. Whatever it, yeah, whatever it is in their world, yeah. <laughs> um, so, it happened, then you kind of understand why Joel is so hell-bent on keeping Ellie alive. Why he's so protective of her. Why he rejects her early on, but comes around to thinking of her as a daughter. It makes sense. Narratively, it makes sense because he's reminded of his daughter. what Who she could be because age-wise, they would almost be roughly about the same age, give or take. Uh, she, well, no. I think his daughter might have been a little older. Yeah, because I think Ellie was born during the outbreak. Or after the outbreak, because it was yeah. a twenty-year gap. Anyway, you get. But what in I'm his saying. mind, it was kind of yeah. picking up maybe where. Now, keeping that in mind, character development. In that moment, that that as a as a as a father, I had a reaction to that scene because I could relate. Yeah. You know. There, there. Despite any other connections, anyone can relate to that in some way. But there was a there was an extra layer. I didn't. What's the best way to put it? It's not like it didn't give me the feels, but I didn't react uh, like weeping, crying. Oh my god, I can't believe this. Yeah. But I felt it. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Like a, a maybe a little misty-eyed. I felt that. 
and I was just like, God, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. You know, I, I can't imagine what he's going through and I don't want to go through that because I right. can, it's just rough because I've got my own daughters. This game did to me what no game has ever done. It made me cry. Oh, man. Because of character development. Mm -hmm. Because with character development, you form connections, bonds to characters. You get to know them so that when something happens, it affects you mm -hmm. and that's why I'm so adamant about character development you want people to feel something for your characters then then help people understand who they are help them attach to them don't just oh he's he's that guy or she's that person and oh look at that that you've got to do more you've got to do your homework You've really got to put in the work and effort for people to give a damn about your characters. And clearly, they did just that. Because I could not expect the reaction I had. I did not expect. I expected something to happen at some point. Because narratively, there always felt like there was a looming cloud. You know what I mean? Which was really interesting. And I don't know if that was like pre expectations on my part mm -hmm. but I, I just I had this feeling nagging feelings like something we're something's gonna happen here soon I don't know what it is but something's gonna happen here soon and I'm just I'm waiting for that shoe to drop and then when it does I react it wasn't initially crying because I think there was that stages <laughs> Because I was like, why? Yeah. And then you just get there. <laughs> you get there. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was just amazing. Because I, I've never, never, never with a video game. There are games that have, really? there have made. Not even the first one? No. I, I I, there were moments in there that it choked me up a little bit. Like Dude, I, could... I bawled in Detroit Become Human. Maybe I'm just. Emotional. I don't know. Well, no. I mean, I, I feel like it was it was whatever that that moment, those moments meant. Uh -huh. I feel like there's always been that disconnect, but for whatever reason, I feel like they really, really made me feel for these characters, all these characters. So I get them. I understand them. I relate to them in some way. That if something should happen to a character, I feel it. Mm -hmm. I feel for the person who's experiencing the other side of it. And it was just, it was bizarre. Because I've, again, I've gotten choked up. Yeah. I admit. But never like that. Never wow. a tear right. rolling down my face going, oh my God, I can't believe what So I'm I better saying. get a lot of chocolate ready is what you're saying. You might want to. Chocolate. Yeah, okay. So I'll just leave it at that. But All character right. development is great, and there's still a lot of character development. And that's where I even go into check out the, the side buildings and, and, and all these little side stories. If you've got optional dialogue, listen to it. You know, get to know your characters a little bit more because it just it makes everything so much better. When you see their little sweet moments with one another, when you hear the conversations and open up about something, it just adds to you getting to know that character better. So when the emotional things happen you connect to them and it just it makes it all the the better 
as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I've kind of mentioned detail with the graphics and stuff like that. I'm going to kind of cover back over it real quick just to kind of, because I made a few details. I guess if there was a, as I said, there, there were like these minute little details that they've kind of put into everything. If you pay attention to certain things, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me initially, but uh, there was... You, you go into people's houses, you see, you know, the TVs and, and stuff like that. I actually came across a PS3, which I was sitting there thinking, I was like, why wouldn't they have well, a Well, didn't they also have, like, a Vita in there, too? I think so, in, in one of the other ones. I haven't found a Vita here. Yeah. But in my head, I was just like, why didn't they have a PS4? And then I thought, no, wait a minute. There were PS3s, I think, in the first one, and then the outbreak happened, so they wouldn't have gone yeah. beyond the PS3. I was going to say, I think the first one, yeah, came out on that. So I thought, well, that makes sense. And then there was even a Jack and Daxter and an Uncharted 2 game case sitting next to it. So nice. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. That said, I did go into a auto shop and found two identical cork boards with the same notes on it. So they, I think, reused a few assets here and there when they think you weren't going to be paying attention. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually looking for a safe code. And that's why I looked at the same board and I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? This one was in the <laughs> office just now. Wait a minute. So if that's if that's a little detail that would irk you, you know, uh, go bomb that Metacritic score and tell right. them, damn you and your reusable assets on uh, the cork board. I could uh. care less because I'm really not paying attention to it that deep. It was just it just happened to be that one thing that I just happened to notice. Right. And I was like, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, gameplay. Let's talk about gameplay. Yeah. So the game does play very similar to the first game. But as I was kind of mentioning earlier, swimming, there are new mechanics to the game. Jumping primarily being one that you'd think, you know, is should be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. And there might have been a reason they didn't put it in the other one. But it's here, and okay. it just feels natural. But yeah. I also think that works to <clears throat> differentiate who Ellie is. She's a lot more athletic. She's not, um, I don't want to say she's not strong. She's where, where Joel would be the slower, stronger type character of a video game. She's Ellie's like the, and... yeah, she's the agile, quick, nimble character of a video game so look at it like from that perspective sometimes when you have different characters of video games they all have different play styles she is that character she's the nimble agile quick character that's who yeah. she is so they adjusted that according to her to make that work and it does it works beautifully because everything she can do combat oh my god combat this is where good controls come into play because if you didn't have good controls, combat would be garbage. Combat yeah. can be difficult. Combat can be chaotic. But you can also work it to your advantage if you know how. Now, there have been numerous situations in my playthroughs where I have gotten the upper hand on a situation just simply through stealth. Because I knew how to, I could, I could work out the uh, mechanics of everything around me, the buildings, the characters, where all the enemies were, and make my way through, and no one would be the wiser. 
they would never see me and and I, I came out like a boss and then there are other times where I make one fatal mistake and everyone is raining down on me and that was the situation I had last night it was just one of those situations where I was like there are too many people I don't know what's going on I didn't think I was going to make it out alive because I got pinned down in a basement and I just I didn't know what to do so I was just like I'm just going to have to I'm going to have to fight my way out I'm going to have to do what I can and hope for the best but I got out of it barely skin of my teeth because once I mean as long as you've got your medical kits you got things to to kind of craft because that's again same thing I, I didn't really want to touch on that it's very very similar to the last game I, I can't think of too many things that they've added that would make it wholly unique you've got your bombs you got your medical kits you got you can strap up a, a bat or something like that and kind of make it a little bit more dangerous which i honestly say the melee weapons that's that's my go-to i probably yeah. shouldn't do that it probably gets me in more trouble than it's worth <laughs> but if somebody's bearing down on me and shooting me and i've got them dead to rights i'll bum rush them with a bat and yeah. that's just me i don't know why hey. If it works. Yeah, I, I feel like I've got more a chance of taking them down versus popping off a few shots. Because, again, when it gets chaotic, you're trying to aim and they, there's not really an auto-assist feature that I'm aware of. At least yeah. I haven't seen one. Unless you're throwing a brick. And sometimes you don't have a brick. Right. Um, so, aiming and shooting when people are shooting back at you, it's... It's chaos, and I don't want to waste my bullets. So I'm trying sure. to trying to do what I can. And if I'm gonna lose my bullets, and I might as well just bum rush them and hope for the best. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, the the again with the combat, they've added a few elements to it that kind of help uh, expand on it to where you can really be stealthy. You can do try to really think about what you're doing. Tall grass. I don't remember this in the other game. Um, I know there was probably a crouch feature in the original game, but I don't remember there being like a... They have a, a different word for it, and for some reason it's slipping my mind right now. You're essentially just laying down on the ground and scuttling. You know, like a... I don't remember that being an, a, a feature in the other game, but it works here because, again, she's nimble, she's quick, she's small, so she can crawl through certain spaces and whatnot. That also works to your advantage in combat. Because if you can find tall grass, just lay down in the grass, crawl yourself through, crawl up behind somebody, and then uh, get them. It's really, really effective. Yeah. Once I learned that, because you can you can crouch in tall grass, but if they get too close, they're going to spot you. But if you lay down, you're out of sight unless they are like literally right on top of you. So you can just mm -hmm. slink your way around. So they've given you a lot of avenues to explore when it comes to combat. You can be stealthy, you can be sneaky, or you can just go guns a blazing. It's whatever you want to do. But I would recommend always try to be sneaky and stealthy and then go guns a blazing when shit hits the fan and you right. have no other option. Yeah, like, oh, hail Mary, let's go. <laughs> because you have the clickers who are an, always a, an issue, but they're how you approach them versus how you approach enemies completely different you have one that uh involves sight you know the soldiers are looking for you and then the clickers sound so right. you have to approach them differently plus in this game they've introduced dogs 
I don't oh, like goody. dogs. I hate dogs. They get yeah. your scent. They will track you down. And I can't necessarily bum rush them like you can a person. Yeah. Like, I have to be very, very um, precise when I go after a dog. Because every time I have tried to go after a dog, they usually wind up right on top of me. And I died several times because of a damn dog. And I don't want to. They're like my bane in video games, too. Yeah. They're usually quick, fast, shorter than where I'm looking. So mm-hmm. it's like they're just there. And you're like, damn it. And, and shooting them is, is a pain. I feel like yeah. to effectively get a dog out of the way, I had to see it from a distance and peck it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that wasn't always easy. So, dogs, I don't know what other uh, things are in store for me later on in the game. Sure. Uh, there was a new clicker which again i heard the name several times i committed it to memory last night and now it's gone <laughs> well you know but it's a I version i'm sure you've seen it in the trailers where it kind of does the the spraying acid yeah. spores or whatever they call it something starts with an s i'm pretty sure almost positive anyway uh i've i've encountered them they seem i I guess I could avoid them, but, you know, if you can take it down, why not? They're gross. Get rid of them. Yeah. They're, they're a disgusting creature that just... Ugh. They're just a carrier. Yeah. I don't want... get rid of them. I don't want them around me. Uh, but what I will say, because I, I had to tell the story, because this was, this was one of my finest moments in the game, and it was just out of thinking on, on my toes, okay? Uh, there was a sequence in the game where we were being chased by the WLF wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're being chased. We, we make our way down into these tunnels, and eventually we're down in the subway tunnel. And what do you think's down there? Clickers. Mm. So I, we're hearing all these WLF people's like, come on, come on, come on, they're down there, they're down there, go, 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 go. And they're throwing up flares everywhere. We're just kind of hunched over. Like, looking around, going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then I start seeing, like, I I was trying to ease my way through, sneaking around, trying to stay out of their eyesight. And then suddenly, I'm alerted to a clicker to my left. And I was like, shit. So I start looking around, because you have kind of like uh, Joel's sense in the other game. It's kind of like a listening sense where you can kind of get an idea of where things are. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that there were a few other clickers along with the WLF. And I was like, son of a bitch. There are people with guns. There are people with clicker, or there are clickers. One's going to trigger the other. If we trigger them, clickers are going to go ape shit. I didn't know what to do. So I sit there and thought for a moment. And then I, I looked in my inventory and I saw that I was holding a glass bottle. And then I thought, you know what? I chucked the glass bottle. Uh-huh course the soldiers like huh what was that also the clickers came rushing after the bottle that's what i was thinking and then suddenly holy shit there's clickers and the clickers came out of everywhere oh nice and devoured the wlf i didn't have to fight them once (laughs) nice (laughs) i had to take on walk on by nothing to see here nothing to see (laughs) i mean i had to encounter a clicker or two but i was able to sneak up on them because they weren't listening to me. They were distracted, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was just, that was like a, 
a proud moment for me because I was sure. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I didn't, I thought at least I would have to deal with some of them or maybe they would kill them all and I would still have to deal with it. No, no, no. The clickers took care of them and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was a wonderful moment for me. I was really proud. I want another moment like that later on in the game, but uh, it's yet to happen. Um, what else can I talk about? The music. Let's talk about the yeah. music. Um, we've got a great score by uh, I, whose name? I don't. I should have wrote these names down. It's, it's a, like I'm I'm rubbing off on you. I yeah. have to write names down. I'll never remember people's names to save my life anymore. I apologize uh, for not remembering his name, but he's the guy who composed the original uh, score. Okay. Uh, I do feel like that there were some additional uh, score beats from a, a secondary composer uh, because we have a lot of those. Uh, Gustavo Santaolalla? That sounds wrong, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. That's what popped up when I was like, who did the Last of Us soundtrack? Yeah, so we'll say that guy. Uh, <laughs> thanks to thanks to Lace's uh Perfect. <laughs> I could never pronounce anybody's names either, so here we go. That's right. Um, the score is very guitar-heavy, where we have the guitar picks, very subtle mm -hmm. uh, hints here and there. But I will say, and I think this is where the secondary composer comes into play, the intense scene, like I, I mentioned that I had to go through last night. They, they, it, when it gets intense, it gets intense. Like, you feel the intensity in the air. Just... Oh my God! It just you're just like I don't. I don't you feel it, you know. The yeah. music helps accompany that. Same when the the calm, cool, uh, collected moments, sweet moments, touching moments. It's accompanied by these softer, dulcet tones, uh, guitar picks and whatnot. And I, I feel like that was a given. I don't feel if we shifted away from that, it would feel uh, disconnected in a way because the game itself is. I mean, it's literally an extension of the last game. I, I know graphically and everything like that, it's so much more than that, but mm -hmm. it really is an extension of that. And I'll touch on that in a second. I don't want to get too deep into that because we'll, we'll touch on that as, a, as an overall. But, um, yeah, music's fantastic. I, I really can't explain uh, too much more than that, just saying that it is fantastic. Fits the mood. <clears throat> Performances. What can I say? What can I say? Um, yeah. With kind of going back to the character development thing, without that, these performances, you've got to, it, they, they work in tandem. You know, you can develop a character all day long, but if you don't have a great performer backing it up, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to fall flat. But you've got great performers. Uh, the people that I, I've really kind of interacted with, trying to remember what actors obviously we've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie she, she's an actress I don't know if you remember her or not but I remember seeing her when she was a child actress and it never occurred to me yeah. that she would be who she is now you know what I mean Yeah. like that her not to say that she was a bad actress or anything like that it's just seeing where she's gone from child actor to now. Because she always used to be kind of like that that one kid in a movie that was, you know... Yeah, I was oh. trying to remember one off the top of my head because I know I had seen her mm -hmm. before. 
go ahead. I was like just looking up. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, if there one stands out to me, that would be. And and not to, not to, I guess go off too far, but I remember the one movie that I can remember her in as a kid uh, was Nine Months with Hugh Grant, and that okay, was that was yeah. one of the very first ones that I ever saw her in, and I was just like, uh, you know, she was kind of like this obnoxious little kid. You know, it was just always just kind of weird. And I just, I you know, dismissed it, dismissed her. But um, I saw her years later, grown up, in something else. And uh, man, oh man, I'm just going to say that. It, it caught me off guard. Growing pains. Oh. That was the one I was trying Grow- to think yes, of. I yes, was like, yes. was it growing pains or family ties? Like, I had them in my head mixed up, and I didn't want to say which one, but growing pains. Yes, yes. she was the last Seaver. Chrissy Seaver. That's right. There we are. Yep. Holy crap. I forgot about that. That was the one I was like, that's the one I remember mm-hmm. her from, believe it or not. And it's like her second credit ever on here. Mm-hmm. So it was like way early on for her. That's right. From 90 to 92. But she, yeah, she's she's evolved as a as a great actress. And I feel like this game, even, even the, the original Last of Us, why is she not doing more film i don't know if that's not her forte could be a personal choice yeah. could be could be but I, I was looking it looks like she's worked a lot though her most I recently guess, critical role it looks like a lot on tv blind spot okay so Teen titans perhaps i'm just not seeing her work right i feel like a lot of them start doing like a lot of indie stuff and then mm-hmm. where it's like wow they have been working a lot we just haven't been paying attention yeah so yeah. she she's fantastic her performance really shines uh, the the emotional depth that they give to Ellie, she gives to Ellie, I should say. Um, again, without a powerful actor backing it up to give those performances is fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I guess I'll go ahead and touch on this too, because this was a, there was a scene in the game that touched on the the facial features going back to graphics. I know we've talked about that recently, where facial features really work on that. This game proves how far they've really come. I know that there have been other games that have really done that, but if you didn't have those little cues, because mm-hmm. even just just little things in a facial feature, a, a twitch, a, a, a yeah. smirk, or something like that, just the little things make all the difference in something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And they, how they've gotten it to be so good, so meticulous with every little detail it's just it's amazing because they feel so alive they don't feel like generated characters i'm not saying that they've reached a graphical point where they feel like they look 100 real but they that goes into the character development the the facial features the facial cues that we all see in everyday life Mm-hmm. They're red right there. You can see it in their face. You hear what they're saying. You get what they're saying just from a facial feature. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Just little things that I noticed, you know. Which wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago. No. 15 years ago. It was like we just basically threw a face on it and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had eyes, nose, and a mouth. That's all you're getting. So. They may move. <laughs> for, for everything, for those little things add to the performance because now you're getting to see the performance of the actress or the actor. You know, it's it's coming through right there. Um, but again, Ashley Johnson, she's not the only person in the game. Obviously, Absolutely. Troy Baker came back course, as Joel. Yeah. He's still good 
And it's funny because now that I've associated who Troy Baker is, because I think prior to this game or to the first game, I knew his voice. Because again, he was—he's the guy in Saints Row Three. He's—he's the—he's he's, well. I mean, he's such a great voice actor. Like, yeah, you'd probably be surprised how often you've heard him and just never even thought about it because he knows how to change his voice so well and mm-hmm. still emote. Yeah, the way that you know, yeah, he's just freaking really good. Like, I would have never, I guess, going back to the original game, Saints Row Three. He's—he's he's mm-hmm. the voice of my character, and and he's the voice of Joel. And I played those games fairly close. Funny enough, how about that? Remastered in this right. it's kind of a full circle. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I, I never associated the two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew his voice from that game that I was playing, and then I heard this voice over here, but I never associated the two. Now I hear Troy Baker coming yeah. out of Joel. I know that voice, but there is more of a performance in there. You hear how he kind of puts in his text and his text and voice. And stuff like that. So you, when you hear him say certain things, I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. So I'm not trying to dismiss his performance. I just mean that I've listened. Retro replay. <laughs> right. Really like, I've, just, I've heard it enough now. Yeah, yeah a face and a name to where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Troy. Anyway, no, he's good. Um, Laura Bailey is in the game. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know who she plays. Um, right offhand. So if you you want to, since I still have it open. Yeah, since you still have it open. Uh, Laura Bailey, Abby. Okay. Um, I can't go into to Abby details right now, but okay. I will say that uh, early in the game, they do you do get to play as Abby briefly. Okay. So okay. And there's a reason for that. You it, kind of introducing her character, but I can't go into to great details about Abby right now. But fair enough. I yeah. will say that she is a character you get to play early on just as they're kind of telling the story it was because it was really interesting how they did that because i was curious as to why they were bouncing around from character to character because at the beginning of the game you start playing as joel almost like they're kind of easing you back into things and then you shift to ellie then you go to abby and then you go back to ellie and it's like they're just kind of bouncing you around at first until they get you on track so it was, it was an interesting choice to allow you to play different characters as the story was progressing Okay. Um, where was that? Oh, yeah. So, she, yeah, she plays Abby. Uh, so far, from what I've seen of her, that's really all I've seen of that character uh, right now was toward the beginning where you're getting to kind of play as her, so I haven't really encountered her uh, since. So I'm not saying... Uh, I guess I really can't judge her performance, but from what I saw, it was good yeah. prior to this, so I'm, I'm just going to say that. Uh, and then... She, uh, if you've still got it open, I'm pretty sure sh- uh, damn, Shannon Woodward is Dina. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, Dina, she is the the love interest girl, friend. Uh, I say I'm trying to be a... Because it's not like... Is that who we saw in the trailer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Let me the girl in the trailer. What, 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 what we were led to believe. Yeah. Because we... In the story, you'll you'll see. And again, I don't want to touch on spoilers or anything like that. Not that a relationship is spoilers, but you know, it's kind of the way the story plays out. It's it's not a definite thing, but it kind of is, and you just don't know. Yeah. So they're, it's like they're trying to figure out where they are in right. the relationship, so. discovering themselves in this world as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which so, can lead to the character growth. 
you know. But uh, Shannon Woodward, I actually remembered her from a show that I watched um, years ago called Raising Hope. She was on that oh, show. Oh, I've heard of it. That was the yeah. very first time I actually saw her. And I think she was even in Westworld recently. Elsie mm-hmm. uh, so, Hughes. Yeah. Hughes. So, I mean, she does she does a fantastic job as well because having to play off of Ellie uh, and that, that kind of relationship as well. I mean, that's that's uh-huh. important. So you need yeah. someone that can kind of hold their own. And she does she does fantastic. So Nice. Excellent. Um, performance is outstanding across the board. I haven't seen a bad one yet. But you know, there's always there's always the dog. <laughs> uh, I I really don't know what more I can say about the game at this point. Yeah. Because I'm sure everyone could sit there and say, "Well, all I'm doing is praising it and praising it and praising it." But I don't know what more I can do. I, right. I, I mean, if you want me to to find something to complain about, you know what? There's a there's a lag in texture every now and again. Ooh. <laughs> <coughs> Something didn't look as clear, uh, and it had to get into focus uh, a second mm-hmm. or two after. It, it doesn't take me out of the game. Right. You know, the game, the world is so alive. It's so fun to explore. Uh, it's so intense that I just want to keep playing. I, I literally played it all of yesterday, <laughs> except for a small break to uh, have some lunch. There you go. At least you kept fed. Yeah. So, I feel that this will be a game touted as one of the greatest games ever made. Oh, all right. Big claim. And I feel like it needs to go along with its predecessor. Mainly because the achievement of telling a story like this in such a way that it does not feel like a video game but something that is a video game but so much more mm-hmm. because when the game started we we saw cutscenes, we saw narratives we we're getting to to be reintroduced to these characters i set my controller down because it wasn't like oh i'm bored i was just like where's this going mm-hmm. i want to watch yeah, I could have I could have literally sat there for thirty minutes or more, just to watch what's going on, because I love mm-hmm. these characters so much, and you're you're reintroducing me to these characters, and I just want to know what's going on. You know, sure. I know where we left them. Where are we going now? What are we doing? I'm here. Tell me. Yeah. I was all in, and Perfect. there are not that many games that I'm invested in a story not just emotionally but just invested completely you know because we've i'm pretty sure we've mentioned in times past you know certain games with cutscenes and stuff like that it can just go kingdom hearts 3 i know i mentioned that cutscenes galore and it's just like god damn come on man and it wasn't Mm -hmm. a a matter of i just want to get back to the gameplay because i could say that with this game too i just want to get back to the gameplay just give me back no the story is just not interesting enough for me to want to watch 30 minutes of cutscenes. Whereas that, this, yeah. I would glad just, I mean, I'm in. Well, you'll get a TV series. That's series. right. So there you go. And now I'm kind of excited <laughs> for that. But, well, however soon <clears throat> is soon is in today's day. But, yeah. but I was committed. I, I was there. I wanted to see what was happening. I wanted to see what was going on because I cared. Hey, that's a good <clears throat> testament right there if it wants to keep you playing. Mm-hmm. But this is wonderful 
gorgeous looking world, amazing gameplay, exemplary storytelling. This was a sequel that I didn't want. I was perfectly fine leaving. Oh yeah, content with the story that was told, absolutely. Because my biggest fear is the moment we dive back into this, we're going to tarnish what that ending meant. Yeah. You know, that you're going to over-explain something or you're going to create a reason <clears throat> and then it's going to ruin that moment. Because I think that's the biggest problem with, with sequels most of the time is when there's something very important and you make a sequel, that one moment can get lost because yeah. you've, you've over-explained something or you've tried to, to reason with it or something like that versus just letting the audience have it. And just letting us make up our own minds. Mm-hmm. And then just take to Reddit and debate it for years. Mm-hmm. Because that was that was the biggest question. Did Ellie buy it? Was she convinced? Mm-hmm. I have an answer. But I'm not going to say. And I don't even feel like I have a full answer either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I've had a scene within the game that I feel like confirms a little something, but it was also never fully explored either, because I still feel like there's something missing within the story. And I'm hoping that whatever it is, when I get there, I don't feel like that the ending of the first is tarnished in any way because of what, what I'm given. I okay. want it to feel like a natural progression of what's going on in the story. So, all I can say is, this is a game not to be missed. Whoever is review, review bombing the game for whatever reason, you want to piss on it, you want to complain, I, I, don't, I don't understand, I don't really care. Yeah. Because you're not going to ruin this experience for me, and I cannot wait to see where the story goes. I cannot wait to see how the story ends, because when the story ends, I'm going to say yet again, I don't want another sequel. Because I feel like a third time, that gamble is going to be way too risky. Mm-hmm. Can you hit the trifecta? I don't know. But leave it. If you perfect it yet again, leave it. Don't touch it. We can it. always tell these stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like even with the, the scores that I've seen thus far, I can't imagine the game ends with a, a whimper. Because I feel like that would have, you know... Mm-hmm done a disservice to the entire story everything that i've seen thus far has been building on everything we've known of these characters prior and i just you've got to experience the game you have to me telling you about it it's just not going to warrant it even spoiling it's not going to warrant it you have to experience it for yourself so go experience it right now perfect just go play it. Don't worry about reviews. Make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, sounds great. I know I want to play it, so hopefully I get around to it before uh, the inevitable spoiler you just accidentally see on a Twitter or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, 
All right, well, perfect. Well, that's our show then. Thank you so much for that review. That's excellent. Thank so you. go play uh, The Last of Us Do. If it was one you were uh, even hemming and hawing about, sounds like just do it. You you won't regret it. Uh, but that's our show. You can also hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. You can tell your friends to find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.